Good day and welcome to the Crocs Inc. fourth quarter in full year 2022 earnings conference call. All participants will be in listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To ask a question, you may press star and then one on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, please press star, then two. Please note this event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Corey Lynn, Vice President, Corporate Finance. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for the Crocs fourth quarter and full year 2022 earnings call. Earlier this morning, we announced our latest quarterly and annual results, and a copy of the press release may be found on our website at crocs.com. We would like to remind you that some of the information provided on this call is forward-looking and accordingly is subject to the safe harbor provisions of the federal securities laws. These statements include, but are not limited to, statements regarding the acquisition of HeyDude and the benefits thereof, Crocs strategy, plans, objectives, expectations, financial or otherwise, and intentions, future financial results and growth potential, anticipated product portfolio, our ability to create and deliver shareholder value, and statements regarding potential impact to our business related to the COVID-19 pandemic. These statements involve known and unknown risks, uncertainties, and other factors which may cause our actual results, performance, or achievements to be materially different from any future results, performances, or achievements expressed or implied by the forward-looking statements. Crocs is not obligated to update these forward-looking statements to reflect the impact of future events, except as required by applicable law. We caution you that all forward-looking statements are subject to risks and uncertainties described in the risk factors section of our annual report on Form 10-K and our subsequent filings with the SEC. Accordingly, actual results could differ materially from those described on this call. Please refer to the Crocs annual report on Form 10-K, as well as other documents filed with the SEC for more information relating to these risk factors. Adjusted gross profit, adjusted gross margin, adjusted selling general and administrative expenses, adjusted income from operations and operating margin, adjusted income tax benefit, and effective tax rate, adjusted basic and diluted earnings per common share are non-GAAP measures. Reconciliation of these amounts to their GAAP counterparts is contained in the press release we issued earlier this morning. Joining us on the call today are Andrew Reese, Chief Executive Officer, and Ann Melman, Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer. Find their prepared remarks. We will open the call for your questions. At this time, I'll turn the call over to Andrew. Thank you, Kari, and good morning, everyone. As you saw in our press release issued this morning, we delivered extraordinary 2022 results, including record $3.5 billion in sales and industry-leading adjusted operating margins of 27.7%. These results underscore the high consumer demand globally for the Crocs brand, the growing momentum of the HeyDude brand, and our ability to consistently deliver strong profitability while investing for the future. Looking forward to 2023, we expect another year of robust revenue growth, top-tier margins, and significant cash flow generation. Now let me share a few highlights from the full year of 2022. Total revenues grew 54% as we added a second fast-growing brand, HeyDude. Crocs brand revenues were $2.7 billion, increasing 19% on a constant currency basis. Crocs brand international growth was exceptional at 47% constant currency for 2022 and accelerating to 75% constant currency growth for 
for Q4 in both Asia and EMEA. ADUD brand revenues exceeded initial expectations and reached nearly a billion dollars on a pro forma basis and delivered over $275 million in adjusted operating income. Consolidated digital revenues grew 58% to represent 37.8% of 2022 revenues. Exceptional adjusted gross margins of 54%, even with significant freight and inflationary pressures. Adjusted income from operations increased 42% to nearly a billion dollars and adjusted operating margins of nearly 28%. Adjusted diluted earnings per share increased 31% to $10.92. And strong cash flow allowed us to reduce gross leverage from 3.1 times upon the acquisition of HeyDude to 2.25 times at year end. As we transition to 2023, I want to give you additional insights into three of our long-term growth drivers for the Crocs brand, Sandals, International, and Innovation in both product and marketing, as well as provide an update on HeyDude. Sandals, an important growth initiative for Crocs, allowing us to extend into the adjacent $30 billion global sandal category, where we believe our molded technologies, accessible price points, strong go-to-market, will allow us to compete effectively in a relatively fragmented market. The category also provides an additional entry point to the Crocs brand for consumers who may not choose to engage with the clock. We know our sandals resonate with consumers since sandal consideration is now on par with that of clocks. And we already have a sizable $310 million sandal business. Within sandals, we refined our focus on four subcategories every day, style, street slash sport, and adventure. The everyday category offers broad reaching classics for everyone and includes our personalizable slides, two straps, and flips. Our style category is female centric, trend driven and includes styles such as the Brooklyn, Crush, and Mega Crush. Our street slash sport category is rooted in street style with a focus on him, but inclusive of her, and includes our new Echo and Mellow franchises. Finally, our adventure category has functional design for the whole family and includes our all-terrain and Swiftwater franchises. 2022 for the Crocs brand sandals was a year of two halves. In the first half, sandals revenues declined due to the lack of newness following the Vietnam factory shutdowns in 2021. In the second half of 2022, sandals grew by 31% as we introduced a strong cadence of newness, such as the Crush, Mellow, and Echo, supported by effective sandal-specific marketing. We're incredibly confident in sandal growth in 2023, given planned newness and a significant increase in marketing allocated to sandals, and the strong Crocs brand trajectory in important sandal markets, such as India and Southeast Asia. With respect to newness in our style category, we're planning additional height and new uppers in our popular Brooklyn franchise. In our street slash sport category, we continue to use innovative technology in our Mellow franchise, and we'll launch a new flip during the year. With the new product introductions, marketing investments, and regional brand momentum, we expect sandals to be our fastest-growing product category in 2023, reaching approximately $400 million in sales. Moving to another important growth driver for the Crocs brand, our international markets. 
we have now seen eight consecutive quarters of strong double-digit growth outside of North America. We anticipate even greater growth as the Crocs brand has approximately one-third the penetration internationally that it has here in the U.S. The drivers of this growth are, in essence, the same drivers of growth that we saw in the U.S. First, focusing on our iconic club and driving relevance with innovation and collaborations. Second, leveraging gibbets for personalization and consumer engagement. Third, expanding our addressable market with sandals. And finally, always on social and digital marketing to continuously engage our existing and new consumers. Our unique playbook for Crocs has been successful in the U.S. and across all of our key focus markets. In Amelia, Western Europe grew revenues by 38% constant currency, with the United Kingdom up 105% constant currency. In Asia, South Korea grew over 30% constant currency, despite having an already high level of penetration. India grew 91% constant currency. Additionally, we see our global brand building activities having a halo in many of our distributor markets, resulting in triple-digit revenue growth in Latin America, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia. China has been a unique case. As you know, we completed the repositioning of our China business in 2021. Since then, China has been constrained by COVID lockdowns. Yet we still invested in our team and in marketing to build brand relevance. We have seen green shoots in the second half of 2022. Revenues grew 35% constant currency. As China reopens and the consumer returns to more normalized shopping, we're excited about the prospect of building significant Crocs brand presence in 2023 and beyond. While still a smaller base than we would like, we expect China to grow approximately 30% in 2023. Product and marketing innovations is another important driver of the Crocs brand. Our marketing calendar is extremely robust as we look to put more Crocs on more consumers. In 2023, we expect to have record new product introductions, some of which I mentioned when discussing sandals. Product newness will be critical to our always-on brand drumbeat, as well as a strong pipeline of more than 60 global brand partnerships across a healthy mix of celebrities, mega brands, and licenses, of which 25% will be regionally led. We will invest in a record amount of marketing dollars, over $200 million, to drive the Crocs brand relevance, amplifying our products and engaging new and existing consumers. This will be achieved by maintaining our digitally-led and social-first approach to engage consumers through digital-first drops, social innovation, and brand ambassadors. Turning now to Hey Dude. Today represents our first full year of ownership, and we've accomplished a lot. The integration is on track, although there is still much work to be done. We've developed a clear plan for the brand, and the future is bright. With respect to recent accomplishments, there are many. We have updated the brand identity and clarified its purpose and meaning. We've expanded the line with several new icons to be trialed in 2023. Staffed the entire leadership team and hired over 150 roles stabilized and expanded the manufacturing footprint, developed a business systems roadmap, expanded distribution capabilities to handle the immediate throughput needs, turned over many international distributors, and spent nearly $60 million of marketing in the second half alone, which on an annualized basis was almost 4x 
the amount spent in 2021. We've also seen great initial results exceeding our expectations. Brand revenues in 2022 grew 70% on a pro forma basis, driven by wholesale partner expansion in the United States. DTC revenues were approximately 36% of sales. Gross margins have been lower than anticipated due to channel mix, unfavorable pre-acquisition freight contracts, and higher inventory handling costs as we work to expand the Haydu Distribution Center to support the billion-dollar and growing brand. Even with this, Haydu generated over $275 million in adjusted operating income, a 31% adjusted operating margin. While we have more to do, we are incredibly excited about our results thus far, the potential for the Haydu brand, and the value of this acquisition will generate for shareholders. The addition of Haydu has brought other benefits as well. It enables us to access a larger addressable market, which is now approximately $160 billion on a global basis versus $40 billion prior to the acquisition. We are now far more diversified from a product perspective, with casual Haydu silhouettes representing 27% of 22 revenues on a pro forma basis, clogs representing 57% of consolidated revenues, Finally, we substantially leverage our shared services across the two brands, further supporting our industry-leading operating margins. Before I turn the call over to Anne, I'm incredibly proud that our five-year annualized TSR of 54% would have placed Crocs, Inc. as the number two best-performing company in the S&P 500. This exceptional performance is a testament to our strategy, our execution, and our talented team. I want to express my gratitude to the entire Crocs Inc. organization for their hard work and commitment to delivering best-in-class growth and profitability. 2022 was a transformational year as we integrated HeyDude. But the Crocs and HeyDude brands entered 2023 with incredible strength and momentum. I'm confident in our brands, our team, and our demonstrated ability to deliver sustainable growth, profitability, and shareholder value. With that, and we'll now review our financial results in more detail. Thank you, Andrew, and good morning, everyone. I'll begin with a recap of our fourth quarter results. All revenue growth rates will be cited on a constant currency basis unless otherwise stated. For a reconciliation of the non-GAAP amounts mentioned to their equivalent GAAP amounts, please refer to our press release. Our fourth quarter results were outstanding, with $945 million in consolidated revenues, a 64.8% increase to prior year, aided by the addition of Hey Dude. We continue to deliver top-tier profitability with adjusted gross margin of 53.3%, adjusted operating margin of 26%, and adjusted earnings per share of $2.65, up 23% to fourth quarter of last year. Strong profitability and tight working capital management enabled us to repay $300 million on our term loan fee facility in the quarter. I will now detail our revenue highlights by brand beginning with the Crocs brand. During the quarter, we sold 27 million pairs of shoes, an increase of 20.8% over last year. Our average selling price in Q4 was $23.95, a 6.8% decline on a reported basis, and a 3.6% decline on a constant currency basis. As a slight decline in North America associated with higher DTC promotions offset constant currency ASP increases internationally. Importantly, while the North American markets became more promotional in the second half of the year 
and helped right-size channel inventories to a healthy level, the Crocs brand was still less promotional in the fourth quarter and for the full year than pre-pandemic. From a product perspective for the fourth quarter, results continued to be driven by our key product pillars, clogs, sandals, and gibbets. Sales of clogs increased 9% to become 79% of Crocs brand revenues with growth of our profitable classic clog franchise outpacing that of other clogs. Sandals grew 53% in the quarter to represent 10% of brand revenues. Gibbets continued to drive consumer engagement and grew 13% to become 8% of brand revenues. For the full year, clogs were 77% of brand revenues, sandals were 12%, and gibbets grew 27% to become 8% of brand revenues. Now, let's review Crocs brand highlights by region for the quarter. North America revenues of $457 million were relatively flat from 2021, as strong DTC growth of 18%, an indicator of underlying consumer demand, was largely offset by a 25% decline in wholesale. DTC comparable sales for North America increased 13% on top of 53% DTC comparable sales growth in the fourth quarter of 2021. Digital led the growth driven by brand strength and newness. Wholesale declined as we continued to proactively manage market health with our partners in the fourth quarter. Brick and mortar channel inventory in North America is very healthy with on-hand inventory levels down double digits versus prior year. Similar to the third quarter, Crocs brand growth was led by international, with both Asia and Amelia revenues up 75% in the quarter. Asia Q4 revenues were $91 million, up 74.8% from last year. As Andrew mentioned, we saw broad-based growth across all channels and all of our key focus markets. South Korea and India continued to outperform and grew strong double digits during the quarter and the year. China faced periodic COVID lockdowns, however, grew 38% for the quarter, following 34% growth in Q3. Amelia revenues increased an exceptional 75.6% over Q4 2021, despite our exit of direct Russia operations. Momentum has been building over the last two years and resulted in broad-based growth in our direct and distributor markets. Overall, we are extremely pleased with the underlying strength of the Crocs brand internationally. Turning to Hey Dude, revenues were $279 million, growing 36.6% from Q4 of 21. Digital sales were particularly strong during holiday and constituted 51.6% of brand sales in the quarter. We remain confident in the potential of the brand and look forward to sharing our growth strategies and plans in the future. From a channel perspective, digital remains our top priority for both brands as it enables us to meet our consumers in their preferred channel. During Q4 2022, our consolidated digital business which combines e-commerce and e-tail, grew 80% on top of 41% growth in Q4 of 2021. Digital penetration for the quarter was 45.1%, up from 40.3% last year and 34.2% in 2019. Our digital growth benefited from product newness, refined user experience, and additional marketing activities that drove strong traffic. Consolidated adjusted gross margin for the quarter was 53.3%, down approximately 1,000 basis points from last year. About half of the compression to consolidated adjusted gross margin is related to the addition of the Hey Dude brand. Crocs brand adjusted gross margin was 56.1%, or 760 basis points lower than prior year, which was an atypical year as we took price ahead of inflation and had an overall lack of promotions in the industry. 
The decline in adjusted gross margin is attributable to approximately 340 basis points of promotions, 180 basis points of inflationary costs, and 180 basis points of higher freight and inventory handling costs. Currency negatively impacted gross margins by 70 basis points. The due brand gross margin for the quarter was 46.4%, as positive channel mix was offset by the continued effect of legacy freight contract costs higher inventory storage costs as we work to expand distribution center capabilities to support the larger business and holiday promotional activity. Our Q4 adjusted SG&A at 27.3% of revenues improved by 780 basis points compared to prior year. This excludes $18 million of costs in Q4, primarily related to the shutdown of our Russia direct operations and the HeyDude acquisition and integration. For full year 2022, Adjusted SG&A leveraged 490 basis points to 26.7%. The significant decrease in adjusted SG&A rate for the quarter and the full year is due to leverage of shared services across both brands, even as we invested over $215 million this year in additional marketing, talent, and infrastructure to support future growth. Our fourth quarter adjusted operating margin declined 260 basis points to 26%, compared to 28.6%, for the same period last year, as gross margin pressures offset SG&A leverage. Fourth quarter adjusted diluted earnings per share increased 23.3% to $2.65. For the full year 2022, let me recap a few highlights. Total revenues grew 54% to $3.55 billion, with Crocs brand revenues increasing 19% on a constant currency basis on top of 65% growth in 2021 and Hey Dude brand revenues reaching nearly a billion dollars on a pro forma basis. Crocs brand international growth was exceptional at 47% constant currency. Adjusted income from operations decreased 42% to $986 million, and adjusted operating margin of 27.7% remains industry leading. Full year adjusted diluted earnings per share increased 31% to $10.92. We concluded 2022 with a strong liquidity position comprised of $192 million of cash and cash equivalents and $749 million of borrowing capacity on our revolver. Through strong cash flow generation and tight working capital management, we prepaid $300 million on the term loan B during Q4, reducing total borrowings to $2.3 billion and growth leverage of 2.25 times and net leverage to approximately 2.1 times. We remain focused on deleveraging to under two times gross leverage by the middle of 2023. Our inventory balance at December 31st, 2022 was $472 million, inclusive of $169 million of Hey Dude inventory. The Crocs brand inventory balance was $303 million, a 42% increase over prior year, and continues to decline sequentially, down 7% versus the third quarter. Our higher inventory reflects revenue growth, higher costs in inventory, and a very low level of inventory last year due to limited availability with the factory closures. While Hayjude inventory is slightly elevated from pre-acquisition purchases, Crocs brand inventory is very healthy. Our entire team is extremely focused on inventory health, especially as we grow. In 2022, capital expenditures were $104 million. A little over half of this investment was in our distribution centers, as we expand and automate our facilities. The balance of the investment was in our information technology, retail fleet, and corporate offices, 
All of these investments support future growth, and as I mentioned, we will continue to invest in the business to fuel and sustain growth. Now turning to the future, I would like to share our current outlook for Q1 and then full year 2023. For Q1, we expect consolidated revenues to grow approximately 27% to 30% at current currency rates, with the cross-brand growing double digits. We expect adjusted operating margin to be between 24 and 25% and adjusted diluted earnings per share of $2.06 to $2.19. For the full year 2023, our guidance contemplates some conservatism as we are cautious about the impact of macroeconomic events, particularly on the U.S. and European consumer as the year progresses. Even with this, we continue to expect revenue growth of 10 to 13%, assuming current currency rates. For Crocs brand revenues, we expect to grow 6 to 8% and 9 to 11% in constant currency with growth in all regions and all channels. For Hey Dude brand revenues, we expect growth to be in the mid-20s on a reported basis. We expect consolidated adjusted operating profit margins of approximately 26%. This includes an anticipated benefit to Crocs brand gross margin associated with lower inbound freight rates and the clawback of air freight slightly offset by channel mix and the growth in sandals. For the full year 2023, we expect our underlying non-GAAP tax rate, which approximates cash tax paid, to be approximately 20%. Our GAAP tax rate will be approximately 24%. We anticipate non-GAAP earnings per share to be approximately $11 to $11.31 in 2023, which does not assume any impact from potential future share repurchases. It also incorporates increased interest expense on our floating rate debt associated with the current rate environment. To support growth for both brands, we expect to invest approximately $165 to $180 million in capital expenditures. Investments include expansion of our distribution capabilities, including our new Heyju DC in Las Vegas, implementation of new technology systems for Heyju, and expansion of our corporate facilities to support our growth. In 2023, we estimate approximately $30 million of one-time charges, primarily related to the aforementioned capital investments and are fairly balanced across COGS and SGNA. We expect the combined brands to generate significant cash flow, allowing us to achieve two times or less gross leverage by the middle of this year. Our capital allocation priorities are first to invest in the business and second to balance deleveraging with the ultimate goal of reaching one to 1.5 times net leverage and resuming our historically successful share repurchase program. In summary, throughout 2022, we delivered strong revenue growth, profitability, and cash flow. With the underlying strength of the core Crocs business and the addition of Hey Dude, we are confident we have positioned ourselves for sustained profitable growth, strong cash flow generation, and significant value creation for our shareholders. At this time, I'll turn the call back over to Andrew for his final thoughts. Thank you, Anne. Crocs Inc. had an exceptional year in 2022. The Crocs brand is resonating strongly with consumers throughout the world, and we're confident in continued growth led by Sandals and International. The HeyDude acquisition is exceeding expectations. Integration is going well, and we have a clear plan for growth. I could not be more excited for the future and the tremendous value creation opportunity for shareholders. Operator, please open the call for questions. Thank you. And we will now begin the question and answer session. 
To ask a question, you may press star and then one on your telephone keypad. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. At this time, we will pause for a moment to assemble our roster. And our first question today will come from Jonathan Kopp of Baird. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, thank you. Good morning. And can I ask a follow-up on the first quarter guidance? I believe you said the Crocs brand should grow double digits. Could you give a little more color how that might look geographically? And then a bigger picture question for 2023 for the Crocs brand. Are, are you expecting North America to grow for the full year? And could you comment on some of the drivers you know, across uh, some of the product initiatives and, and the channel performance you're expecting? So let me start with full year, and then I'll talk about Q1. So for full year, um, as shared, we expect the Crocs brand to go 6 to 8%, which is about 9 to 11% um, at given constant currency. Um, and growth is really going to be powered by international, but the U.S. will grow. I think we're currently cautious about the consumer in the U.S., especially in the back half, but we're still anticipating growth over last year. Um, driven, And that growth is really going to be driven by sandals and newness. And we do expect um, North America to have good growth in Q1 as well. Um, and then from just an overall channel perspective, we still expect DTC to lead the growth in our North America region um, for this year that we, you know, we continue to focus, especially on our e-call side. Yeah. And just to add maybe a, a tad of color to that, John, I think one of the reasons that DTC is leading the growth, that's where we have the newness the fastest, right? We were able to bring a lot of our – uh, new sandals and new styles to our DTC environments in Q4, and they're showing up faster, as you'd expect, in our DTC environments, both e-com and in-store. Um, in Q1, um, you know, we're extremely pleased at this, at this point with the, uh, the performance we're seeing, and we're excited as those new products uh, supported by, you know, our social digital marketing flow style. So. That's great. And then one follow-up just on the outlook for the Crocs brand gross margin. It, it looks like you quantified a little over 400 basis points from air freight investment and then higher freight and inventory handling in 2022. So as we think about some of those costs coming back into the business as a benefit, would would you expect Crocs brand gross margin to be back to the 58% level or could you maybe just give some color on the, on the puts and takes you see there? Thank you. Yeah, let me yeah, that's a, a great question. So let me just take a minute to recap. So 2022, obviously, we're anniversarying a high point from 2021. So our Crocs brand adjusted gross margin finished at 56.7%, which was about a 500 basis point decline to 2021. And as you, as you mentioned, we had about 220 basis points of air freight that will come back, and then about 190 basis points of higher freight and inventory handling costs that we talked about coming back over the year. And then the rest um, was really related to inflationary costs. We had promotions were about 90 basis points and then currency. Um, for 2023, we do believe that Crocs brand will be largely in line with our long-term expectations of about 58% gross margin. And then Hey Dude um, is expected to increase year over year, but we'll ramp slowly or slower throughout the year because we need to continue to work through the subscale DNL network. So our overall consolidated adjusted gross margins for this year we're projecting to be about 55 to 55.5%, including, um, obviously, the impact of Hey Dude. And we will continue, just uh, one side note, we will continue to provide gross margin color by brand for the remainder of the year. That's all really helpful. Thank you. 
Thank you. Our next question today will come from Tom Nickett of Wedbush, I'm sorry, Wedbush Securities. Please go ahead. Uh, hey, Andrew. Hey, and uh, thanks for taking my question. Um, I want to ask, uh, so I, I believe you said North America Wholesale was down uh, 25% in uh, Q4. And I think on the Q3 call, you know, you kind of gave us like, you know, uh, the, the wholesale sell through, uh, you know, it's kind of give us a, a better indication of, of the demand for the brand in, in the wholesale channel. Uh, how did the sell throughs look uh, in, in North America wholesale uh, for Q4? Yeah, I, I would say, Tom, we were very happy with the performance of North American wholesale in Q4. Uh, we ended the year with uh, inventories in channel down double digits, and that was one of our kind of primary goals, was to make sure uh, that uh, we took, you know, it was obviously going to be a promotional quarter. Uh, we anticipated that, um, and we took advantage of that promotional quarter to make sure we're clearing out of, you know, end-of-season goods and also, uh, you know, enabling our wholesale partners to uh, effectively compete in what would be a promotional pump period. Um, so we were very happy with the performance of the, uh, the wholesale business. Uh, it was important to keep our inventories in line. And as we kind of look at our in-channel inventories, we think they're we're very well positioned for 2023. Uh, you know, optically, it still, you know, is a, is a pretty big number, uh, plus, uh, I believe, it's low 40s. Um, I, you know, how, how should we kind of, you know, think about that, you know, working its way down uh, over the course of, of 23 and, um you know, do you do you see any risk that you're potentially uh, over inventoried uh, with the core? Crop yeah, I, I would say, Tom. I think there's a couple of ways, a couple of things to think about. One is, uh, yes, it's a it's a 40% growth over the same period you're, um, you're expecting for 2023. Can you give us a little bit more color as to to what that comes from? Um, I guess you know the the, the description in the um, in the quarter. So I would just model that out as kind of normal normal kind of seasonal patterns given the guidance. I think from a Hey Dude perspective, we do expect, as I mentioned earlier, to be lower in the first half as we're still rolling through some of those higher um, freight and storage costs. And then as we get into rolling off those costs as well as into a, um, a better sized distribution center, um, we expect that to increase into the back half of the year. And that plays into our overall um, gross margin that we talked about from 55 to 55 and a half. Yeah. And I think uh, on the second part of your question, Abby, around hated inventories, yeah, we feel that the hated inventories are heavier than we'd want to be on a, on a go-forward basis. Um, and I'd say it was principally related to a number of factors. One is uh, inbound receipts that, uh, that were ordered pre our acquisition um, that were probably not the right composition that we would uh, have liked in terms of, we, you know, there was probably heavier on things that haven't sold as quickly. Um, so uh, we're going to have to work our way through those. Um, there was also just the process of getting the whole planning function up and running effectively so that we can match uh, demand with supply effectively, and we've been pretty good at that historically. Uh, on the Crocs brand, we have not been as good at that on Hey Dude over the last year, but uh, I think we're confident we'll get there. Um, we... Um, you know, I think we have plenty of opportunities to sell this inventory over uh, over the coming year. We're not uh, panicked about it, um, but it's a little bit heavier than we'd like at this point. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's obviously more. our owned inventory. Just if I could voice over, oh, yeah. you know, one just quick note is that that's our own inventory. We're actually very satisfied with the inventory that we have in channel from a hating perspective. Yeah. 
Got it. And then on the on promotions, should we think about this as like more of a normalized level, especially as you guys are bringing in, you know, more uh, more newness and more like fashion risk or, uh, you know, how, how are you thinking about the go forward promotional environment? Yeah. So from a promotional standpoint, I mean, I think Q4 played out exactly as we anticipated um, from, a, you know, promotions on the on the crock side, especially. I think um, for this year, we expect it to be you know, normalized promotion environment. Again, I don't think it has to do with more of our product mix. I think it has more of a, just a return to the norm of a promotional environment against a, you know, very low promotional environment in 21. As we said in our prepared remarks, we are still actually less promotional than we were pre-pandemic. So I do expect, you know, promotions to, um, you know, just maintain and pretty much be in line um, from this point going forward. Got it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question today will come from Laura Champine of Loop. Please go ahead. Thanks for taking my question, and congratulations on the international growth um, in Q4. If if growth continues to be sort of mixed towards international, how is that likely to impact gross margins if if the mix continues to shift in that direction in 2023? Yeah. Hi, Laura. It. it does depend a little bit on where that growth occurs. So if it um, occurs, you know, in our direct-to-consumer to channels, like anywhere else in the world, then that's obviously helpful from a gross margin standpoint. Um, if it, inc- you know, obviously we've had really strong distributor growth, which is a headwind to gross margin, um, but carries no SG&A. So the higher the distributor growth, if it outperforms, it will impact gross margins a little bit, but again, be a creative overall because there's no SG&A associated with it. And that would be embedded. Obviously, we've embedded, you know, good international growth into our guidance. So that would be embedded in, you know, our current margin guide from a cross perspective. And are you incorporating sort of a stable mix of distributor versus DTC? Or do you think the outsized growth in distributors continues through this year? Uh, No, it's it's a pretty stable mix. Um, actually, I think last year we had really strong distributor growth as we saw tourism return to a lot of markets and we saw some restock. I think this year it's actually a, a much more balanced mix between DTC and distributor. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question today will come from Sam Poser of Williams Trading. Please go ahead. Um, thank you for taking my questions. I have a yeah, small handful. Um, number one, um, you, you mentioned that you're going to increase the marketing, I would assume, for both brands pretty aggressively. Can, what kind of ROI are you assuming on those increased investments? So, yeah, I think uh, I, I would say we're going to increase our dollars spent, Sam, um, but we're, expending, we're investing at about the same rate that we have invested historically. So if you remember – We've run the Crocs brand at between kind of 7 and 8% of sales in terms of marketing. Uh, that includes both our brand marketing and a lot of our digital marketing and our social marketing. And we're, we're maintaining that rate. But obviously, as the brand has grown over the last several years, that dollar amount is a lot more significant. Uh, and that's one of the important factors around scale in this business. If you have scale and you invest as percentage of sales, you, you know, you can uh, reach a lot more consumers. Um, from a Hey Dudes perspective, it will be an increase over last year because we underinvested in the first half of the year as we were, you know, uh, digesting the brand. Uh, we did invest at rate 
uh, at about a similar rate in the back half of the year for the Hadoop brand. So it'll be an increase in the first half and then similar in the back half. But of course, we're also getting growth there as well. So the dollar amount will be larger. Well, let me follow up on that. The when you when you went into 2022 and you said we're going to invest X, was the return on your investment higher than what you anticipated? The return on investment was consistent with our expectations. All right, thank you. Um, then, um, what uh, and what is or either one? What, what is the expectation for the for one Q? North American wholesale. Is it going to look like Q4 just, you know, is it going to look to Q4 more similar and, and then DTC similar as well? Is that sort of how to think about it um, uh, in North America, given uh, it appears retailers' hesitancy to step up at the moment? Yeah, I mean, Sam, I'll take that. We, we, we don't guide, you know, by channel, by, by region. Uh, we, we, we never have. But what I would say is I think the way to think about it, I think what you're trying to get at is uh, how healthy is the wholesale channel and, and do we expect sell-in to kind of normalize with sell-through, right? And as we kind of think about the first half of 2023, uh, we're, we're pretty confident that sell-in will normalize with sell-through uh, because we've got our kind of in-channel inventories down double digits at year-end. Uh, we're... Uh, we're very confident that we're kind of well-positioned with in-channel inventories. The only challenges that we could expect are, you know, some of our partners are still heavy. Um, some are not, um, but heavy with other brands and are trying to manage, you know, constrained DCs and, and, and open-to-buy constraints. So we are focused, you know, we are dealing with that, and that's a little bit of an unknown. Uh, we are starting to deliver substantial newness to our North American wholesale um, I think we're confident in that at this point, but, but some of that is a bit unknown. So, but I think, you know, in the first half of 2023, we'll definitely see a normalization of North American wholesale, sell-in, and sell-out. And then, um, and can you tell me the interest, what is your assumed, like, sort of, you know, net, you know, gross interest expense, you know, the interest expense you're expecting for the full year? Yeah, so from an interest rate um, perspective, so our guidance obviously assumes higher interest rate expense than last year, driven by the full year of debt related to Hayduke in the rate environment. So as a reminder, we locked in $700 million of fixed rate debt at an average rate of 4.2%. And then the balance of our debt is um, the $1.7 million term loan B, that's floating rate, which is SOFR plus 350. So on average, it's like 7.7% um, if you want to model the interest rate. And then, um, you know, obviously we paid down $550 million debt in 2022, and we anticipate really strong cash flow this year and significant pay down again, you know, this year, which will, you know, offset some, but interest, you know, will be higher this year than it was last year. All right. Thanks very much. Continued success. Thanks, Sam. And our next question is from Jim Duffy of Stiefel. Please go ahead. And Jim, your line is now live. You may be muted. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was on mute. Good morning, Jim. Um, good morning, Ann. Good morning, Andrew. I have a couple of questions around margins for the brands and the regions. Um, first, on Hey Dude, you've had some unforeseen challenges. The Hey Dude margins, however, still running at 31%. 
uh, which is above your original objective of 26, 27%. I guess I'm curious, does that make you rethink the uh, margin opportunity for the Hey Dude brand? Yeah. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much. I do believe that the Hey Dude margins we're very pleased with um, overall the operating margins. Um, one thing, when we originally guided Hey Dude operating margins, we hadn't pulled out the shared service cost from both brands, so now we've pulled that out. And so both brands are running higher operating margins. And then we have obviously pulled out the, uh, the shared service cost to get to our overall operating margin guide of 26%. Um, so obviously, you know, last year we ran higher. Um, we delivered 27.7, but our, our long-term guide is around 26% as we continue to invest in both brands to support the growth. Helpful. Thank you. And, Anna, I know you don't want to get into regional margin guidance, um, but for the Crocs brand, can you speak to the mixed direction in the regional profit pools? Will you see a meaningful shift towards international, or, or uh, does planned investment and growth for international uh, you know, keep the margin mix of the regions, or excuse me, the profit mix of the regions relatively consistent? Yeah, so a couple things there. Obviously, from an operating margin perspective, all of our regions are, are very profitable. As we continue to scale international markets, we will continue to see that profitability expand. In Asia, we've been investing significantly in China to support that growth. And so, you know, uh, as those Asia markets um, scale, then obviously it drives leverage and continues to expand your profit margin. So I, ex I don't expect a significant operating margin change based on our international mix. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our next question is from Mitch Kumitz of Seaport Research. Please go ahead. Uh, yes, thanks for taking my questions. Um, yes, first question on Hey Dude. Uh, so you, you gave the, the, uh, the guide and reported I think by my math, the pro forma works out to be kind of mid-teens growth year over year. I'm curious to know um, if you expect that to be kind of straight line cadence over the, the quarters. I know that the, the, the growth has been moderating a little bit, I think, as you're lapping larger numbers. And, um, I, you know, I would think that as you go through the year, you continue to kind of lap larger numbers. So I'm wondering if we should be thinking of that sort of mid-teens on a straight line basis, uh, pro forma, or, or, or do you expect that to kind of moderate as the year goes by? Yeah, good morning, Mitch. I think, you know, obviously Q1 is the highest growth just as we didn't own them for a full year, so as you mentioned. Um, on a reported basis, um, you know, we, we haven't guided by quarter. I think we see good growth, you know, throughout the year. As Andrew also mentioned, we're cautious in the back half of the year, just given, you know, cautious on the cross brand, but also just cautious overall. Um, on the consumer, so we've incorporated that into our guidance um, for the for the back half of the year. Okay, and then um, on 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 the Crocs business, maybe just a couple couple questions. Um, you mentioned Clogs growth in the quarter, and I think it was said that the classic kind of outperformed the the Clogs category overall. I'm curious to know how lined clogs performed in the quarter. I, I believe that was a pretty healthy business for you guys last year in Q4. And I'm curious how that uh, lapped this year. And then I guess secondly on, on sandals, um, you, you, uh, Andrew, you referenced kind of four kind of big sandal segments uh, there. I'm kind of curious if um, 
you know, how that how that kind of performed by segment in the in the back half and then sort of the outlook for 23. Uh, I assume that the kind of the ev- everyday piece is the, the biggest of those segments, and I'm wondering if you're seeing kind of outsized growth there versus the others and if that would be expected to continue in 23. Okay. Good, uh, Mitch. A lot of questions there. So, uh, Classic uh, has p- performed extremely well in Q4. It performed extremely well all year long, right? And as kind of we mentioned in our prepared remarks, uh, as we look to gain share in a lot of international markets, it's important that we really cement and land the classic, and we've been doing an exceptional job of that. Um, so that's been driving strong classic growth. Um, classics also continue to do, uh, online classic continues to do extremely well um, in the U.S. Uh, from a lined perspective, uh, lined, I would say the lined business in the U.S. Uh, peaked last year. Um, so uh, that was probably a high watermark of consumer takeaway of uh, lined that moderated a little bit this year, and we expect that to moderate in the future, right? We think if we're going to reset the line business at a little bit of a lower level. It's a very important component for our uh, our uh, fourth quarter business. Um, we think, you know, we've got some really strong innovation coming into that area. I would say international for lined is a completely different story. So uh, on an international basis, lined still has a lot of incremental penetration opportunities, in, in those markets that kind of demand a winter line product. So think um, Northern Europe, think, uh, you know, northern parts of Asia, right? So um, a, bit, a bit of a different story in, in line in different parts mm-hmm. of the world. Um, and from a sandals perspective, yeah, we talked about uh, H2 for sandals, 30% plus growth. Um, and you're right that um, if you think about Q4 growth in sandals, it was 50 plus percent. So 50 plus percent growth rate for Q4 in sandals, really driven by a lot of those new styles that we brought to market, um, as well as a strong sell-in of sandals to our distributor markets. And uh, you know some of those distributor markets are sandal heavy. If you think about Southeast Asia. Okay, that's helpful. Thanks and uh, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question is from Jay Soule of UBS. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Uh, this is Mauricio Sarna on behalf of Jay Soul. Uh, thanks for taking our questions uh, and congratulations on the results. Maybe uh, I wanted to ask uh, a little bit more, um, if you could provide more details on the European business, how that performing, and you know, what are your expectations for this year uh, in, in that particular business? You know, when we look at it from a wholesale and DTC perspective. Uh, also, as we think about the gross margin outlook for 2023, when do you think we lap a return to more normalized uh, promotional levels? Um, and lastly, on on the, you know, the health of the balance sheet, you know, it seems that you're on track to getting uh, to your target leverage ratio. Should we expect the company to resume buyback activity, uh, you know, as soon as second half of 2023 and at a similar rate as what what you were doing prior to the Hey Dude acquisition. Thank you. So, uh, Maurice, I'll give you a little color on EU, and then Anne will talk about gross margin and balance sheet. So, um, look, I think the the Emilia business, Emilia segments, which obviously Europe, Middle East, Africa, and Latin performed extremely well in the fourth quarter. 75% growth is obviously, you know, exceptional. If we kind of isolate down to to Europe, 
uh, we're seeing very strong trajectory uh, for the Crocs brand uh, in the European market. I think in our prepared remarks, we called out um, as an example of that um, 105% growth in the in the UK, which is obviously an important market um, in Europe. So we're seeing very strong trajectory uh, for the brand that's showing up uh, both in our DTC business, which in Europe is primarily digital, um, and uh, it's also showing up in our wholesale business. As we look to 2023, uh, I don't think we're going to laugh 75% growth, um, but we still see very strong trends in uh, a European business. So uh, we're very confident. And that's really about the brand trajectory. The brand is getting traction. Um, and, you know, we're not seeing um, significant pullback from the consumer for our brand. I'm not saying that's not true across broader product categories, um, but they still have uh, – they're still buying Crocs. Yeah, and then um, I think your second question was, you know, was on gross margin outlook. And um, so as I mentioned, I think, you know, from a margin perspective, Q4 played out exactly as we anticipated with margins, um, as well as the promotional environment. I think, you know, our seasonal promotions um, and liquidation of each inventory was very successful. And, you know, that continues, you know, Q1, January tends to be your cycling through the liquidation period, and then you get to more normalized throughout the quarters. Um you know, I think from a return of the promotional environment, we're still less promotional than we were pre-pandemic, and so we feel like we're at a pretty normalized level this year. I don't see anything that's out of the ordinary. Um, and then your second question on capital allocation, um, you know, we're, you know, we paid down $550 million of debt in 2022, which we're really pleased with, and our priority during 2023 is to continue to pay down debt to get to that two times gross leverage and then continue past that. Um, then we have some al um, options of how we want to allocate. So at current interest rates, we would, you know, equally pay down debt. That would be a priority as we target to get one to one and a half times net leverage. And then we will also look at resuming our share repurchases at that point. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Again, it is star and one to ask a question. Our next question is from Aubrey Tianello with BNP Paribus. Please go ahead. Good morning. Thanks so much for taking my question. Uh, wanted to start out with the SG&A outlook for 2023. Uh, just given, you know, you're being a little more cautious with your view uh, on the revenue guide for this year, uh, a little lower than the than the long-term algo. Can you just, you know, any more detail on where you're able to pull back on SG&A to, to preserve the 26% EBIT margin? Yeah, sure. So in 2023, you know, we plan to invest um, – principally in marketing and talent. And that's, you know, as Andrew mentioned earlier on the call, we, um, for marketing, we, you know, invest as a percentage of sales, so 7 to 8%. So obviously, you know, if revenue was to significantly decline, that's an area we could look at pull, pulling back on. Um, although it's usually we try not to because we want to really preserve the brand. So I, I don't think it's necessary for us to pull back from an SG&A standpoint to hit the 26%. Obviously, we're investing more year over year because this year – in 2022, we were over the 26%. Um, but if, you know, business doesn't turn out as expected, we can, you know, pull SG&A levers and pretty quickly deleverage given um, the flexibility of our, our cost structure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think really I emphasize, Aubrey, the, uh, our perspective is the opposite of your question, which is um, with growth in the business and expansion in gross margins, we're actually able to continue to invest 
to drive future growth. From an SGA. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. Um, and, and then maybe just one one on Hey Dude, just given the amount of growth in the last couple of years um, has been so impressive. Can you can you help us understand how much more room there is domestically for the brand in terms of you know wholesale door penetration? So how far along you are with that with that process, and how much how much opportunity is left in the U.S. Yeah, that's a great question. So we've made uh, really good progress um, in our first year of ownership in, in sort of wholesale door penetration in the U.S., right? So uh, we're really pleased with the progress we've made, and as you kind of implied in your question, that has fueled our growth. Um, as we look at 2023, we do feel like there is incremental door penetration and there's still long-term door penetration uh, available in the U.S. There are still a number of key and significant customers that we have not yet penetrated um, that uh, we're uh, obviously working on. Um, and I think in addition to that, um, there's a lot of share-by-door opportunity, right? So as we continue to bring uh, new styles to market, as we continue to uh, drive uh, greater brand awareness for the Hey Dude brand uh, consistently across the U.S. If you remember when we purchased the brand, it was uh, its awareness was regional, I would describe it as. Um, so as we invest in marketing to drive awareness, we will see both uh, door penetration, we'll share, share expansion of share by door, and we will see, uh, we believe, um, increase in, in rates of sell-through. Um, so um, that will be somewhat constrained in 2023 uh, because we're dealing with a, a constrained um, distribution network where our you know, DNL capabilities are not consistent with our uh, growth potential. Um, so, uh, but over a long run, we see lots of runway for, uh, for North American uh, growth in Haiti. Great. And then maybe if I could just follow up quickly on that. What, any update on the time frame for expanding internationally with Hey Dude? And is there, you know, is, is any of that reflected in the in the guide for the year? Yeah, I think actually one point I just want to go back in my last answer and, and add to it. I think MPD released some information just recently and indicated that that Hey Dude was, uh, I think, one of if not the fastest growing brand um, in the U.S. in Q4. Um, so in in dollar terms, um, so. Uh, that's obviously exceptional. From an international perspective, um, yeah, we're super clear, right? So uh, our game plan for 2023 is to continue to test the brand internationally. That will involve direct distribution uh, with some select wholesale customers and a digital presence uh, in the UK and Germany. Um, that will come up, you know, later, uh, sort of in the second to third quarter. Um, it will also involve distribution with some key wholesale partners um, in the sort of Middle East, um, uh, sorry, in the Southern Europe and the Middle East. Um, so we've been, you know, that's our plan for Haiti International. Uh, we think it's critically important that we get, you know, really strong feedback from these important markets. Uh, we've done a lot of research associated with kind of brand receptivity, um, but that's our plan. It's relatively modest in terms of dollars. In 23, it's all about testing and positioning for the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. At this time, we will conclude our question and answer session. I'd like to turn the conference back over to Andrew Reese for any closing remarks. 
Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate everybody's uh, interest and, uh, and great questions this morning. And as you can tell from our uh, prepared remarks and also the answers to our questions, we're incredibly confident in terms of how our brand is positioned or brands are positioned uh, for another exciting year in 2023. Thank you. The conference is now concluded. We thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect your lines.